0: This is Literally everything, everything. everything, everything, It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world. Dust off your old VCR and gather your collection of mixtapes.
1: Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug has bitten and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong.
0: Hello, peeps. I almost said stabby cool kids. Oh,
1: I mean, <laughs> it's hard not to say that every time. I expect to been, hear that from you.
0: I know. And it's been two weeks since we last recorded, so I'm surprised that everything, I hope we have everything set up correctly. Maybe I should check my, <laughs> my levels and everything, make sure they're coming. Oh, whatever. Okay. Did you say a We're good.
1: I swear you Probably. just said, "Make sure they're a comin'." <laughs> okay, girl.
0: It's my funny. I'm in my funny girl era. You are. <laughs> so, what's going on?
1: You know, not a whole lot. Start of hurricane season down here. I don't know if you remember that.
0: I do remember that. I do remember like, making it through. I think three hurricanes. You got through. I. You
1: weren't here for was, Harvey.
0: Nope, I was. I left. That was a bad one.
1: That was. Our was the worst one. city, the ground lowered by like a couple of millimeters or centimeters, like mm-hmm. literally lowered. And you know, last night I had a nightmare that I was staying at like a bay house or something and everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God, like looking outside. And I went and looked outside and there was like a tsunami headed for us. Oh my God. It was huge. It was a really scary dream. And in it, our friend Holland stole a part from me. I don't know what part it was. I haven't acted in 12 years, but she stole a part from me. And then a tsunami. I don't know what's going on, (laughs) but now I'm kind of scared of my day, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. I do remember. I got through Ike. I had my house then. I don't remember the one, the year that um, Katrina came through and hit New Orleans. And there was one that came and hit Houston. Not Was it Rita?
1: Rita hit Houston. Was that the one that like did nothing? Everyone freaked out.
0: Yeah, that Rita was the one where I evacuated with my roommate. We went to we went east because it looked like it was gonna come to Houston. And so we went east and then when we came back, we had to drive through all the bullshit because it shifted. Yeah. That was crazy. Then there was another one that hit maybe it was it was Allison, Tropical Storm Allison.
1: Oh yes. Do you want to hear something funny about Allison? Please. I had no idea it was happening. No, idea. Really? it was I don't, no huge, one really did, but it was huge, like down in the like Rice Village and on 59 and
0: mm-hmm. medical center
1: and downtown. It was huge. I went to a movie that day over on and, Dunvale and Westheimer. You and I used to go to that theater all the time. Mm-hmm. I went to a movie. I came home and I was with our friend Brandon and I turned on the news and I was like, it was raining. <laughs> I had no idea. That that was happening. I was shocked to be like, we, we weren't all that far, but I swear to God, we did not get one drop of rain.
0: We got rain because I was living in Katy at the time. I remember they sent us home early from work because it was started pouring down rain. I worked in the medical center. So I went home and it was raining that night, but not horribly bad. But then we woke up and my the woman I lived with at the time, she goes, oh my God, it looks like the Independence Day. Like the way that the
1: way the the sky was downtown. Yeah.
0: Well, we went, but then she turned on the news and Houston was completely underwater. And it was let me tell you on West Timer, it was lovely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like, but
0: downtown was oh my God.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, it was insane. I was, I will never forget that. I can't even remember what movie we saw. Yeah. It was perfectly no traffic. Probably because mm-hmm. everyone was home, and I just did not get the memo that we were having right. this giant storm come in.
0: Right. I think oh. that was that was two thousand one, like the summer of two thousand one. because It was just before I met you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I didn't know you when that had happened, but it was right before because I was living uh, with Melinda at the time. So yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Insane. Just
1: nuts. All right. Man. Well,
0: enough about hurricanes and shit. How? Uh, let's go back to when are we going? June we're, of nineteen eighty-five.
1: June. Of 1985. Oh, my heavens. Okay. So, let me tell you what was going on then, first of all. Please do. So, literally nothing happened on June 28th, 1985, when this movie was actually. The only thing happening was this movie. But June 2nd, we have the Tony Awards. Okay. And Biloxi Blues won Best Play. Great play. Okay. I think it's Neil Simon, isn't it? I think Um, so. I'm almost positive. And then Big River which is the first show I ever did at our old stomping ground,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Big River won Best Musical. Um, Now I'm going to disagree with that because it's terrible, but (laughs) that's (laughs) great. Good job, you guys. (laughs) Um, June 3rd, every single weeknight, we could see Larry King live on CNN. Every single weeknight starting June 3rd, 1985, through March of 2010. Wow. Wow. Kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Oh, Larry, June sixth. Remember hearing about Doctor Joseph Mengele or Mingle? Whatever. The, oh. He was the Nazi concentration camp doctor who would like experiment.
0: Yeah, didn't they base something on him for American Horror Story?
1: Yes, they did. The yeah, in season. the Asylum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is when his body. I, I don't know why they do this, but it was located and exhumed. I don't know how they, or why. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to,
0: like, his brain probably gone. I, I don't gone. think they, they can't.
1: it's not like he was one of the experimentations. I would understand that to understand what happened right. to all of these right. people. But his body was located on that day and exhumed. So I guess this is, what, 40 years after the war.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, That happened. I don't know why. Okay. But there's just a little bit of tri- uh, trivia for you. So okay. in music, there were some I didn't recognize. But really? I'm in sure the top 10? In the top 10. Oh, in My House know. by Mary Jane Girls. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. That, I have a funny story about that song.
1: <laughs> what? What is that song?
0: It's kind of a groovy song. But my my cousin was down visiting. We were at my grandma's house. We were playing a board game in the kitchen and her mom was sitting there and my cut that song came on or no she sh- she had just been singing it and so it's like ooh, 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 ooh. and so she's singing that and my aunt like turns and looks up at the radio and my cousin's like oh my god mom you thought my voice was enough to- good enough to be on the radio <laughs> My aunt's like was this nikki no yeah <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>
1: that is not what i thought i was looking to see why the radio was playing this
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> and what the hell was going on? And so then her mom, of course, was making fun of her. So that's my memory of that song.
1: Um, things can only get better by Howard Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't
0: know. I bet if you heard it,
1: maybe you would
0: know the beat or you the chorus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting into some things. I know. Would I lie to you? By Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to rule the world by Tears for Fears.
0: That is the best road trip road trip song.
1: That. Like, when really that, is.
0: When it starts, that little doo 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 doo. And you just imagine yourself with the top down, driving yes. down a country road, breeze blowing, sun shining down. That's immediately what I think of that when I hear the start of that song.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. The search is over by Survivor. Mm-hmm. Don't know it. Yep. And maybe it's a that's what I would recognize. Angel by Madonna. What is yeah. that? I couldn't remember. It's I've got to her. know it though.
0: Like uh, Like like a a prayer or true blue? Like a virgin. Oh,
1: like a virgin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Eh, No, now I'm thinking Angel by Robbie Williams. Okay, I don't know. Of course, I know the top four. Raspberry Raspberry Beret, Prince and the Revolution. A View to a Kill by Duran Duran, which, by the way, seeing them next Friday in concert, very. Excited.
0: I was never a Duran Duran fan. I like some of their songs, oh. but not a huge fan of them. I feel like as a everyone whole.
1: was either Duran Duran or Depeche Mode. It seemed like those were the two and I kind never,
0: of. I was you weren't either? Both of them. No, okay. I liked some of their songs, but I wasn't like obsessed. I didn't own any of their albums. If they were on a compilation what? that I had, fine, but I didn't have any of their.
1: I loved Duran Duran. I, I loved them more than Depeche Mode. In fact, I didn't get into Depeche Mode really till the 90s when I met our friend Chris. Because mm-hmm. he loved Depeche Mode. But then there was su- su- Studio. Don't I Collins. did love that song. I that mean. one and Billy
0: Don't Forget My Number were.
1: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I hope your friend Lisa's listening. And oh, she, is. she loves
0: the show, by the way. How much we love part. Studio.
1: <laughs> and then number one
0: little heaven 11.
1: brian adams loved it i loved brian adams. that the
0: summer of '60, that was on a summer of 69 album which i, I love summer
1: with. of 69 mm-hmm. so much and mm-hmm. i'm gonna say it i love the robin hood song i do too everything i do <laughs> no i shame. do it for you no the shame only at one all. of his
0: that i don't like is that have you ever really loved a woman song
1: you and conrad conrad like gets angry.
0: About
1: yeah, it's oh, no, wait, is it Connor? No, no, no. It's, we had a guest over on he- here's drinking with you kid, Brett. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just listened like, to that
0: episode actually. He said,
1: because it was in that movie, Donnie DeMarco, I think. Yeah, or something Don, Don like that.
0: Juan DeMarco. With- Don
1: Juan DeMarco. I was thinking, I was mixing like, <laughs> Donnie, Donnie Darko. Darko and Don Juan DeMarco. <laughs> he hates that movie. And the main reason he hates the movie is because of the song. And Conrad started. Conrad actually really likes that song. Mm. But I can understand. The one I don't care for is Cuts Like a Knife.
0: Yeah, that one's okay.
1: I just think it's kind of stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: man, his softer, oh, heaven, mm-hmm. everything I do. And then throw in some Summer 69, girl. Yep. Summer of 69 is when my parents got married. Ayo. Never they- mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. And don't think I haven't wondered it already. Okay. So. We get our music picks. Yes, we do. I obvi- there's one that's obvious that okay. I picked from the movie. Come yes, on now, yep. yep. Saint Elmo's fire. Yes, which is, is- a
0: song when it plays, just as you, just start going like this. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. And you know what? I did a show called Dancing Down Dream Street, and this was one of the songs that we sang and danced to. And it was like, I mean, we would turn like one way and face that side of the audience. I could climb the highest mountain, turn. Here's the one is see, turn forward. <laughs> and then we do our arms. Fist it was so good. <laughs> it was amazing. So yes, I do want to start punching the air during that yes, one. And it came it. out that week that the movie was released. It was number 90 when it came out mm-hmm. on the top 100. So I picked do I get one or two others? You get Just two. one. You get one other. One other. Yeah. One other. Do you want to tell me yours? So that I
0: would love to. I'm going to go with You Spin Me Round like a record by Dead or Alive. It was number 38.
1: The you, you spin me yeah. round like record, baby.
0: I was going to go with I What About Love it. by Heart, but I've already done Never by Heart.
1: Yeah. I so. looked at What About Love by Heart and then I was like, no. I I'm really I put down three. And I'm gonna say all three, and I want you to pick it because this was really hard. Okay. Okay. One was Glory Days, Bruce Springsteen. I, that is one of my favorite Bruce Springsteen songs. Mm -hmm. That was number 17. Another one was Neverending Story.
0: Well, we can't choose that one because we're probably gonna watch that movie at some point.
1: Touche. Let's take that out. Yeah. The other one are, people are people, so I should. I did like
0: that song. Yeah. You and I
1: should get along so overly. Let's do people are people because okay. it's like I feel like, like one that goes that, more with the 80s. It was 80s. kind of a
0: one hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was not. How dare you, say That was best
0: Oh, okay. no. I'm oh, like, my God. So I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was a one hit. This shows that life, you were I not think. a fan. Right. I wasn't. <laughs> like I liked <laughs> their songs, obviously. I just wasn't like, oh, my God. Okay, oh so you spin God. me Round, Staying Almost Fire, Man in Motion, and, and people are people.
1: People are people. I think that's a great mix for 1985. Okay, so Adele, I went down a rabbit hole. I found this YouTube video <laughs> that was 20, over 20 minutes long, and it was just commercials that <laughs> were around in June of 1985. Okay. I remember these. I only I, picked the ones that I was like, Oh no, I remember seeing that. Okay. And this, I was only seven years old in 1985. And that tells you how effective jingles are yeah. because I can still remember it. First I was of all, 13. Okay. Do you remember Diet Coke would do those commercials with the stars? Like they would have a musician and they'd all be drinking it and then smiling and turning, Vaguely. you know? And you'd see like the fizz just for the taste of it. <laughs> do you remember? Diet Coke. Yes. <laughs>
0: I remember that jingle. <laughs> so,
1: yes, so that was popular, and in this month, the big star in it was Andy McDowell, who was in our movie. Interesting. I know, but she was a big model. Remember, I mean, she was. Gosh, she's mm-hmm. so gorgeous, mm-hmm. and her daughter's so gorgeous. The other thing I remember there was an Ivory shampoo and conditioner commercial. Okay. And. I didn't remember this one specifically, but I, it reminded me of all of those shampoo conditioner commercials in the full 80s that were basically softcore porn.
0: <laughs> basically. <laughs> it was
1: like the slow motion hair flips and looking at the camera all seductive and brushing the hair. But it was like the soft filter uh-huh. the whole time. <laughs> I was cracking up watching this. Then there was Duncan Hines. Where those stupid kids, it was for the Duncan Hines cookies. Do you remember when those came out? Like little cookie bites. hmm And it was, <laughs> it looked like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it was all these kids like in raincoats. Okay. Running around singing to the tune of Married with Children. They were singing. Crispy, chewy, crispy, chewy. Yummy Duncan Hines are crispy, chewy. Taste. Just like my mom I remember does. that. Yep, yep, yep. The only one, so much fun. The only one that tastes like mom's does. That one I totally remember because oh, yeah. I was like, kids are in commercials. <laughs> so then, speaking of kids and commercials, there was the Band Aid commercials. Oh my god, <laughs> no jingle, but there they would. Like, mom said that when I get a cut, I need to put a band-aid on it. Uh-huh. And he takes off the band-aid and there's like no like no mark that there was ever a cut there. <laughs> Just smooth skin. And I remember thinking very clearly. That is not what my cuts look like when I take the
0: Band-Aid I remember off. thinking, oh, my God, those heal so fast if I put a Band-Aid on. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like you put a Band-Aid on it and, oh, I mean, I could get, I could have gotten shot in the stomach back then and put a Band-Aid on it and I'm going to be fine. <laughs> and do you remember how much they hurt? Yes. Like the tape they used to have on them. If like Supergirl, oh, <laughs> I did not want to ever put it on like my arm or my legs when I was, you know, hairy. Like, no, <laughs> no, it hurts so bad.
0: Do you remember the I am stuck on band-aid? Band-Aid Band-Aid's Band-Aid's stuck, Band-Aid's on stuck on me. On me
1: and there was that lying. one,
0: right? <laughs> Getting <laughs> <laughs> that shit off. <laughs> but do you remember the one where the little kid had his band-aid on and he's under a waterfall and he's jumping up and down and he's singing that song? And I always used to be so afraid because they would get so close. And I was like, I hope he's wearing shorts because his wiener going to pop up. <laughs> he's just a little nerdy kid.
1: I could not get enough of jingles. I would never want to leave the TV like at the commercial breaks just for the jingles. Mm-hmm. Then there was, you'll totally remember this, for bounce. Jump! I da, remember da, that. Da, and everyone's <laughs> jumping, and it's for ba- it's so dumb. <laughs> then, of course, Miracle Whip, a sandwich just isn't a sandwich without the tangy zip of Miracle Whip. Yes,
0: and now I hate Miracle Whip.
1: Oh my god, so much! I, mm,
0: I used to eat it all the time I when I was a kid. A little
1: bit, yeah. yeah.
0: Like it I Not so over cold. mayonnaise, I hated mayonnaise. But then now,
1: now I can't imagine girl, you using best give, give me Miracle the Whip. mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. If I'm gonna have that crap. So the other thing I went down a rabbit hole on, because this was the summer that I started watching All My Children. Okay. <laughs> so I looked up what was happening. And damn, if I don't remember some of this. Really I'm not tell even Tell me, because
0: I, I, my mom watched All My Children. I was probably okay. watching it too.
1: Well, Erica Kane was married mm-hmm. to Mike. Okay. okay. Brooke English. You remember Brooke? Vaguely. She was like Erica's big rival. This is one of the reasons. She was a TV anchor woman. She was sent to prison for not revealing a source in a municipal scandal that she exposed. Oh. She got out of prison. Brooke and her fiance, Mark, went to a party where a henchman for the corrupt judge tried to shoot them. But Mike, Erica's fiance, or, yeah, I don't think they were married. Her current beau Mm -hmm. took the bullet instead of letting it hit Brooke. And as he lay dying, Erica spoke their long-delayed wedding vows over his body. (laughs) So then she found a new reason to love. This is all within, like, weeks of each
0: other. Of course, yeah.
1: She found a new reason to love in Jeremy Hunter, who was an artist who had once saved Mike's life, her honey. But their romance was thwarted at every turn by Jeremy's youthful stepmother, natalie hunter remember her
0: i don't remember natalie i remember opal wasn't opal on oh,
1: was opal that or was she general hospital
0: well, no she wasn't general hospital
1: then i thought was opal this. was
0: on all my children then she was this she Try wasn't to think of her
1: last name opal she was like the nice granny
0: yeah she was kind of quirky
1: not like phoebe wallingford <laughs> <I> <laughs> right phoebe. on general hospital
0: Right, yeah, she was
1: mean and catty. Mm -hmm. Reminded me of my grandmother. Not gonna lie. (laughs) Um, she so Natalie. Remember, she had the the evil twin, Janet.
0: I do. Every soap opera has had an evil twin of of some sort.
1: Do so. She wanted the stepson for herself. Gross. (laughs) And she decided she needed to get rid of her husband, Alex. But he was very weak-hearted, so she was going to seduce him to death. That's what was going on. Little seven-year-old Aaron sitting. Oh, no, I was six. That was the summer I was six, right before I turned seven. And I remember I had burned my hands on a toaster. I was living in Galveston. (laughs) I lost my first tooth. It was a very big summer. I saw Jaws, decided, well, my days in in the the ocean ocean are gone. And I had to sit with all of this cream on my hands and sit in front of a fan all day because I couldn't, like, it hurt so bad. That's how I started watching All My Children, One Life to Live, and General Hospital, not to mention at 11.30, I watched Ryan's Hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: It was full three Did you ever watch um,
0: Edge of Night? It was only on for a few years. It came I on after General Hospital. Edgy.
1: Mm, no. Three o'clock was my cutoff.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. See, that was I mean, 2 to 2.30, and then that's when we'd get a game show, and then uh, we got Brady Bunch and the Jetsons and um, Flintstones. God.
1: I mean... Just awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay, the other thing that I want to talk about real quick is Sweet Valley High. Okay. Released in Mm -hmm. June 1985 was number Mm -hmm. 21, Runaway.
0: Wait, was it? Why did I have number 20, Crash Landing? Someone was wrong.
1: I'm going to say it's you because, hold on, I'm going to check.
0: Well, it depends on, I've noticed that there's one, there are like three different websites I look at, and one of them is always like... Behind,
1: okay. It, so it says could have been the one that I looked at. Yeah, it says June. Wait, where is it? June first, nineteen eighty-five. Number twenty-one. It says right. crash landing was May of nineteen eighty-five. Okay. So June of nineteen eighty-five. From what I have,
0: that's fine. This was the first Sweet Valley High book that I read.
1: Was it n- Runaway? Was
0: yes. And then I oh. went back.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, the uh. Storyline in this, Jessica is fed up with coming in second to her twin, Elizabeth, and decides to run away with Nikki Shepard to San Francisco. Meanwhile, Elizabeth's friend, Ricky Capaldo, is dealing with it, which I think this is the only book where we see him, dealing with his parents' divorce. His mother won't let his father's parents spend time with him and his little sister. That bitch. That's just mean.
0: Yeah, this is the first book I bought. I saw it at the drugstore. I went shopping with my grandma. And I saw it and I was like, oh, I wonder what made her run away. I felt so bad because Jessica looked so sad on the front of that book. So I read it and I kind of liked Jessica because I felt bad for her in that one. But then I went back and started at number one. And then I was like, oh, no, she's crazy, bitch.
1: Mm. Yeah, she was crazy. All right. That's all I've got for you in 1985. We need to discuss the movie after a break.
0: All right. Let's do it.
1: Seven friends have just finished university and are starting out in their careers. They are having to come to terms with careers, having to be more responsible, defend for themselves, and with all the decisions and issues life throws at them. Some are coping better than others, and some aren't coping at all. Oh my gosh, okay. Had
0: you seen this before?
1: No. This I had never seen this. I don't know why. I think that when I was little, uh, when I was younger in my late, you know, my early teens and all of that, late elementary, I just, the name of it bugged me.
0: Yeah. I saw it, but not when it came out, because I would have been 13 at this point. I don't think I saw it until high school. So it was a okay. couple of years later when it came on like HBO or something is when I right. first saw it. And I don't think I've seen it since because I was watching. It was like I was watching. There were pieces of it that I remember, like Demi Moore sitting in a room trying to freeze herself to death. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. I remembered that one. I can't. I remembered the scene at the cabin where Kirby goes up to get Annie McDowell or Dale. Okay.
1: I mean, I hope you can guess what we're doing at the end of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Therapy? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we are. Because this was ridiculous. Yeah. No, I had not seen it. So you hadn't seen it. What, so we were basically coming at this with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Okay. So the top 10 movies going into this week. Let's see what we were competing against. Okay. Number 10, Secret Admirer. I don't remember that.
0: Don't remember.
1: Uh, nine, Brewster's Millions. Loved that movie.
0: I remember that one.
1: Eight, A View to a Kill. Hello, James Bond.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seven, Return to Oz. So freaky and freaky.
0: <laughs> It's So creepy.
1: So creepy. Number six, Pritzi's Honor, the little uh, Jack Nicholson and Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. Number five, Fletch. Loved anything with Chevy Chase. I was good with it. Mm-hmm. Number four, Life Force. I have Don't no idea that what one. that was. No. Number three is my husband's favorite movie of all time, The Goonies. Love it. Of course. Number two, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two. Okay. I saw First that, Blood,
0: and then I stopped at that I point.
1: I saw First Blood, and I was like, okay, this is a little too much for me.
0: Yeah. I, I liked I was, First... I remember liking First Blood, but then when they put him back in war, I was like, the dude was obviously traumatized kind of, in the first movie. Why'd you send him back to war? Yeah. Like, no.
1: Yeah. No. It was way too... I mean, because I was, again, seven years old that year. so. I remember seeing when it came out on VHS mm-hmm. and I was like, I, I don't think I'm supposed to watch.
0: this."
1: <laughs> no. <And> number one. <laughs> I remember seeing this in the theater cocoon.
0: Yep. I never saw it in the theater, but I do remember seeing that. You know, what's crazy
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a lot of the old people in that movie are yeah. my age now.
1: Yeah. I Wilford swear to Brimley God. was
0: 50 years old in that movie.
1: That. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We have talked about this over on Here's Drinking With You, Kid, that when you go farther back in the movies and stuff, Mm -hmm. girl, they aged so quickly. I don't know if it was the drugs. I don't know if it... I I don't know what it was, if there just wasn't... I mean, people were kind of allowed to age just how they age. There wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of plastic surgery or anything going on. So, I don't know if stars these days would look like that, but uh, you don't look like that.
0: No. No. But I, I feel like back then people were smoking a lot. That was the norm. They were. It was very they unhealthy drinking habits. Drinking their water. Like I drink at least a, almost a gallon of water a day. I right. use moisturizer and shit on my face, I and take I worked care out. Of my, yes. To, yeah.
1: Yeah. They. I mean. Oh my god. I just. I can't. Like I'm hot for people their age and older now. <laughs> so <laughs> right. that's weird. And I cannot imagine having ever been hot for Wilfred Brimley. (laughs) No. Bless his soul. Like I loved him. And Jessica Tandy hold with my God, she always looked 80 to me.
0: (laughs) Right. She came out of the womb looking 80. She
1: did. (laughs) But I did I liked that movie. I did like that movie. It was a cute movie. Yeah. It was a really sweet movie. Mm -hmm. So I remember liking it, but at the same time I was like, ooh, y'all. Y'all are
0: old. And I think that's why when I turned 50, I was like, my God, I'm basically knocking on death's door. I need a cocoon (laughs) so I can live forever. Where are the aliens to take me away?
1: I hit 40 and full on midlife crisis because I was like, I mean, not even midlife. I'm like last quarter (laughs) right now. And life just is, you know, I'm on the Brimley road now. I'm just going to go that way. So, St. Elmo's Fire comes into all of that. They had a Rotten Tomato score of 42%.
0: Critics? That's the
1: critics. Okay. 68% audience. Both surprised me. Honestly, I felt that for an... But, well, it surprised me until I read the consensus, which is Mm -hmm. pretty great. St. Elmo's Fire is almost peak Brat Pack. It's got the cast, the fashion. Mm Mm-hmm. And the music, but the characters are too frequently unlikable.
0: Yeah, I agree. Totally agree Mm -hmm. with that.
1: They were so unlikable. They were,
0: but you know what? I read something that said, who was the writer, director? Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Oh,
1: Joel Schumacher, yeah.
0: He said that what he was trying to convey was how when we get out of college, we're so self-absorbed And we create so much of our own drama. Yes. And that's what he wanted to show is like, we're in this, we don't know how to adult, but we're thrust into being adults. Right. But we're still stuck in that creating drama that we were when we were kids because we had their people there to fix it for us. Okay. And now we're, everybody's creating their own drama and mom and dad aren't there to bail them out and they don't know how to deal with it. I get that. So when I read that, I read that before I watched the movie. And so mm-hmm. I had that in my head. Mm-hmm. Had I not had that in my head, I think I would have disliked them a lot more than I did.
1: I can totally see that. Well, and that's, you know, me agreeing with that doesn't mean I didn't like the movie. I right. did really enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it has, the only thing I was like, where's Molly Ringwald? But I think she was too young at this she point. She
0: was, she was.
1: But it was Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Andrew McCarthy, Oh, uh, swoon. Really? Sam's
0: uh, never an Andrew McCarthy.
1: Oh, I have you seen him now?
0: Uh-uh.
1: I'm gonna send you he is freaking gorgeous. Really? Uh, he looks be- way better now than he did then. I just always thought he was so sweet. He just he looked was. like someone I you was would want to be Nelson with.
0: And um, I
1: loved Jed Nelson and Rob Lowe in this one. God, he's
0: he was ridiculous. he was the youngest one of all of them. He was only 19. Was he? Yeah, he was only 19. Who was the oldest? The rest of the... So, Jed Nelson, Mayor Winningham was the oldest. She'd already had two that. kids. She's
1: always looked 55 to me. <laughs> 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 to be perfectly honest, she has always looked 55.
0: But her and Jed Nelson and... Who was the other one? They were like 25 or 26, and then Demi Moore. Okay. And the rest of them were like 23, 24. And then Rob Lowe was 19.
1: How. F- Funny. Oh, yeah. I mean, he is just a beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also so your boy Jed Nelson, mm-hmm. um, Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, Amir Winningham. Those were the th- the seven friends. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have Andy McDowell. God, we're gonna go into that. Good God! So, in this, I movie, forgot that she was in this. I had no idea she. I didn't notice her name at the beginning at all. If it was, I'm sure it was listed. She was mm-hmm. a big model at the time. But then, I mean, you know her right when you see her with that hair. Come on now. Yeah. You know. But all of them, there were some confusing things. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, Roblo's married with a baby, but then he's getting on everybody, which totally makes sense. But then in the group, he's getting on Mayor Winningham, ends up taking her virginity. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to get on Demi Moore. And she's like, ah, and he goes, assume the missionary position. She's like, I wanted a friend.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I loved that line where she said, you break my heart. Then again, you break everyone's heart.
1: Yes. I would hate to be told that.
0: Yeah. And it was like, he was drunk. So, of course, it went all over. I was like, that's totally true. Like, he broke his wife's heart. He broke Mayor Winnieham's heart. He broke Jewel's heart.
1: All of them. All Mm -hmm. of them. And then we have, so, Ali Sheedy uh, plays, I can't, I cannot remember. Leslie and Alec mm-hmm. are together, Jed Nelson, Ali Sheedy. And um, he's now switched over to working for the Republican Party, which right, I'm he's telling a Democrat. you, every time someone does, they become assholes. Yep. <laughs> That's just what happens. Sorry to any like switch over Republicans are listening to us right now. you no, not an sorry.
0: Asshole. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, seriously.
1: It's it's insane. So he totally becomes one. Ali Sheedy I kind of love how, I kind of love and I kind of don't. She obviously suspected. And it seemed like she's kind of known, but hasn't known for a long time that he was having extramarital. Or as she said, extracurricular activities. (laughs) And so I... Kind of liked that she was smart enough to pick up on that. But then mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm like, how long have you known, girl?
0: Right. Because
1: you've been right in this wave because she was living at his place. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, going all around with, no, I'm not going to marry you, not going to marry you, all of this stuff. So that was a little, hmm. And then we have um, Kevin, who Jules thinks is gay the whole time, and
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: tries to set him up with Ron, <laughs> and what else? That guy's done tons of things. I know. At
0: first, I thought he was Balky from Perfect Strangers, but then.
1: Oh, I could see that.
0: Then I had to look him up and it wasn't him.
1: Yeah, no. So she thinks that he is gay, but he's not. We find out that he's actually really in love with Leslie, mm-hmm. who is with Alec, the asshole. And
0: Jules thought he was in love with Alec.
1: Yes. That's yes. The time. Mm -hmm. Jules is sleeping with her boss Mm -hmm. and Billy's trying to get on everyone who's moving. Wendy is this virgin living at home. who's also working at a food bank, a little like boring Mm -hmm. saying she's
0: really, she's like super rich,
1: so rich and so mousy. Yeah. Like girl, you can afford some good eighties clothing (laughs) and you're not doing it. Right. This is annoying. So, uh, we find out, I feel like the big climax is we find out, like it all kind of happens at once. Uh, Leslie and Alec start this thing, or no, Leslie and, and Kevin start this thing, and Alec is all pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. Hangs them off of a balcony. That was apparently a thing in the 80s because I see that in so many movies. <laughs> <Right>. I have <laughs> never thought to do that to anyone I'm fighting with. Yep. And if someone did that to me, like, we're not friends after that. You no. tried to murder me. That was attempted <laughs> murder. Because you are not pulling my 900 pound ass up. Like, I'm gonna fall. <laughs> and you just did that. And then we have Emilio Estevez, who played, what was his name? Kirby. Uh, sorry, Kirby. Obsessed with Andy McDowell. When he went up to the cabin, was like peering in her window, or mm-hmm. to the party that she was at. Peering in the window and then walking in all like, "What you yeah, are I'm
0: obsessed. Thank you very much. I have a question. At what point would you have taken out a restraining order on him? I wrote that down while I was watching this. At that moment. When he went to the party?
1: When he went to the party. Because before yeah. I'd be like, oh, he's wanting to catch up. I would justify it in my head. Mm-hmm. But when he walks into this like black tie event, soaking wet, telling mm-hmm. me he's obsessed. Yep. You have to go now.
0: There was a lot of obsession in this movie, though, because we had Kirby obsessed with Dale, Wendy was obsessed with Billy, Uh the virgin girl, and then Uh Kevin obsessed with Leslie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Psychotic. Yeah. These people are psychotic. They are.
0: But then, you know, when you think back to your early 20s and the people like you would date someone and you'd kind of get obsessed. Like, I remember being in my mid-20s when -hmm. my ex and I broke up. And I moved out, and two days later, he's moving someone else in. Now, I didn't want to be with him, but I but was like, you're time, already like some moving someone else back. in. Yeah. Right. But it was all about my ego. Like, I was right. rid of him. Yeah. But what I didn't see was, thank God you're rid of him. What I saw was, oh, I'm easily replaceable because yes. we're young and stupid, you know? Yes. And insecure. Yeah.
1: However, Odell... Let me ask hmm. you a question now, because this is going to determine the rest of our friendship. <laughs> right. Did you ever walk into the place soaking wet and saying, "I'm obsessed"? Thank you very no, much.
0: No, and no, I girl. never would. You have.
1: hide in a car like you should. <laughs> <laughs> you drive by. <laughs> you see what's going turn on. Turn off your headlights,
0: and you follow. Turn off your down.
1: headlights. Maybe you'll see them. Maybe you won't. But what else are you going to do? Go grab some Wendy's at the corner. You sit outside, <laughs> like a proper stalker. You don't walk in and tell them. I'm yeah, sorry. See, I
0: didn't even do that.
1: You didn't do the drive-by. Oh, yeah, no. I didn't either. I never did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you that's just crazy. know you know how in case you ever want to. But
1: exactly. No, no, no. That's like hot. Uh, remember, we wanted to do a stakeout once.
0: We did for a on friend. our friend.
1: Yeah, we really yeah. wanted to stake out what was going on.
0: Right. I still yeah, think that, that would have been a awesome. Mess. That was that a, was a big Yeah, but then once we learned mess. more about what was actually happening, it was like, get me and out no. <laughs> of here.
1: <laughs> I want, even I want nothing to do with it, which says a lot. Because yeah, I'm willing to, to go like watch like a murder drama. go down. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but this, I was like, oh, okay, now this is, this is getting yep. too psychotic. Yep. Yeah. So the restraint. And then he comes up to the cabin, like he stalks everyone, like, where is she?
0: Yeah. Like he has. Bitch, it's
1: none of your business. He's entitled to her. Yeah. Yes. What the hell?
0: And then when he threw her back and kissed her before he left, then he was like, he was so proud of himself. Like, you you get nothing out of this. Like, she's not with you. You got your kiss. No,
1: and she's never going to be, honey. It's Andy fucking McDowell. (laughs) You are five foot nothing. It's not going to (laughs) happen. It made me when he dipped her back, all I thought was like Oh my sciatica. <laughs> I mean immediately my back hurt. I swear to God, if Adam did that, I would go straight down to the ground and then I'd hit him. <laughs> I would punch him in the balls. So I'd be like, you don't do that. Not cute. Oh funny. So yeah, all of these people
0: <sighs> Can we talk about the bar scene where Roblo is playing in the in the band?
1: Saxophone. Funny story did about look that. Like a,
0: yeah, tell me.
1: Mayor Winningham's brother in real life was one of the people in the band.
0: Why was Roblo the only one who was sweaty?
1: <laughs> I mean, I And mean he was like we,
0: drenched.
1: Look, we have a saxophonist in our band. I've mm. never seen him look like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even close.
0: I mean, no one else in the band was sweaty. And then did he look like a T Rex to you when he was playing the saxophone? He had his he was like this.
1: He didn't, but now I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna see. <laughs> Does everyone look like a T-Rex when playing the saxophone? I don't know,
0: he did, but he had his like his ass pushed out. So yes. And then his chest pushed out.
1: He did really hold it in
0: to his Mm -hmm. body.
1: Which yeah, that would make you look like a T Rex.
0: And I loved how he said, Let's rock and then he starts playing the saxophone. Never have I thought of when someone yells let's rock, never did I think, okay, we're coming up on the saxophone part. Like I'm ready for the guitar. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Although you know what I will say, and it hadn't come out by then, but Lost Boys, I didn't. That saxophonist. All I could girl. look at
0: was his ass and his crotch because he's doing those little roundabout thrusts.
1: Yeah, he is.
0: He can. Yeah. sax, he could play a flute. In that part I, and I wouldn't give a I, shit. I,
1: I completely. He could get a recorder, if he busted out recorder, a piccolo, I'd be like. Mm. A
0: tambourine, <laughs> whatever, cowbell.
1: I don't care if he had an egg shaker. <laughs> we're we're doing something. <laughs>
0: doing something
1: yep. later yes that's I when i can what see and that saxophone was so good in that but in this one i couldn't hum you one two he was
0: playing on that <laughs> sax nope. Nope. But he was
1: blowing it and then like yells at his wife's person who's with which i just i don't understand the loosey-goosey nature of all of these people and i'm trying to put myself back in my 20s but i never did you ever have like that group of friends like that this was seven friends. This was more than the cast of friends.
0: Right. There I were had seven of them. a good group of friends. And there was like, so my friend Lisa was me, Lisa, and then her roommate. I won't say anyone else's names. And then there were these two other guys we mm-hmm. hung out with a lot. And her, Lisa's roommate had a huge crush on one of the guys okay. that we always hung out with. Well, that guy liked Lisa. Mm-hmm. And so then he and Lisa started dating. And okay. then she got mad at me because I was evidently I was supposed to help her get together with this dude rather than Lisa get together with this dude. So then that the friendship like split Wow. at that point. Yeah. But I was never obsessed with my friends like that. I was just happy to have friends because in high school I didn't you have, have yeah, close friends. Time. So I was so close with these people. Like I never I never fell in love with any of them. I never wanted to date any of them. But there was some, some drama in some of my friends group because okay. someone would get a crush on someone and they didn't like them back, and then it was like, "Why are you still friends with them? They broke my heart." And I'm like, "Well, you should have known. Like, they never <laughs> showed they any interest heart. in you, right?" Like,
1: I never. You know who my friend group was in my 20s? Hmm. You. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else, like, cause girlfriend was. Kathy was away at college, so I didn't get to see her nearly as often as, I mean, we were still extremely close, but Mm -hmm. I didn't see her as much, but it was like you, and then there were supporting players.
0: Right. Well, Melinda was there, too.
1: Melinda was a big one, but then she went and got married. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she got married, I was like, well, bye, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it was like, then it was like, you replaced... The Melinda place in my life, then, <laughs> and then it was supporting characters. Honestly, through me getting married, <laughs> like starting to have children, yeah. Um, that's really what it was. It was fabulous. Like we had the best time. I loved it. Can't believe you moved and ruined everything. But that's okay. Um,
0: my other note so, I had. So yes. Sorry, I'm keep interrupting you. Was girl take the fucking pearls off. When Allie and Andrew or Leslie and... They're, they were what's his doing name? it everywhere. They did it everywhere. And she had those long pearls on. I'm like, okay, you're in the shower now. Take the fucking pearls you off.
1: You're going to choke in a right. second. Or you're going to break those lovely pearls. <laughs> you know what? Next time I have sexual intercourse with Adam, I'm going to wear pearls. And it won't be from him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> nice. A couple of little um, tidbits about this. Uh So, two doors down from the bar Mm -hmm. was the Hill Valley Clock Tower from Back to the Future.
0: Oh, I did remember reading that. Yeah. 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 This was
1: on the Universal lot. Everything Mm -hmm. was filmed there. Mm -hmm. Demi Moore actually had a drug problem in real life, Mm -hmm. and Joel Schumacher kicked her off the set one time because she was super duper high. So, then she went for treatment for about two weeks, came back, and had a counselor on set with her.
0: Mm -hmm. Can you imagine having. Like being a coke addict, being kicked off the set of the movie you're on to go to rehab and then have to come back and play a coke and addict. play a coke addict. You know how to play it, but then you feel, I feel like that would make you want it more. It
1: might be really therapeutic though. That's true. It really might be. I mean, when my stepfather died, I was in Big River. Terrible mm-hmm. show. I was in it, sang over the casket of my father. <laughs> Literally the day he died. I went and did the show that night, sang over mm-hmm. the casket of my father. Mm -hmm. And people were like, what the fuck are you doing? But it was actually quite cathartic. So it may have been the same for her, just kind of like work her shit out. You know, Mm -hmm. the bar was actually based on a place called The Tombs, which is a popular bar at Georgetown University. Mm -hmm. Emilio Estevez and Demi Moore were dating during this. Uh, Oh, that's right.
0: I remember them. They got engaged at one
1: point. Yeah. And I mean, he basically has said she was the love of his life, Mm -hmm. like devastated when they broke up. Um, okay. Do you want to take a break? And then we're going to come back to discuss some therapy for these people. Let's do it.
0: Okay,
1: get, get. Get, get. okay Odell, as you know, I mean, I'm a very big advocate for therapy. Everyone needs it. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone needs it more than these people.
0: <laughs> right. And but this think is about at it, a time it was the 80s. No one exactly. did therapy back then. No
1: one's, yeah. They don't have an opportunity to do that at all. No. So let's discuss, like, if you had to diagnose these people, okay. why would they go to therapy? What is their main issue where they would have to go to therapy? Like, you need to go to work on this. Let's start with Jules.
0: Oh, Jules has daddy issues.
1: Oh, totally. That's the first thing I wrote.
0: I mean, she was so... She wanted her stepmom to die so much because she felt like it was her stepmother's responsibility to repair her relationship with her father.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: she kept dating older men. Yep. Shunned all of her responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely daddy issues. Daddy issues.
1: Because we didn't there. go through, with her story, her, like, as you said at the beginning, trying to freeze herself to death. What
0: is <laughs> right? happening? have never seen that before. It's not
1: even snowing outside, honey. You're She
0: fine. turned on all the fans, opened all the windows, and locked her roommates out. The,
1: you know I'm going to try to do that. But I'm going to burn myself to death down here in the right? summer. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to close everything <laughs> oh. <laughs> and just have windows where the sun just penetrates. Okay. What about Billy? Rob Lowe.
0: Oh God, Billy! He has—I feel like he has dissociative disorder.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay, because he just—he
0: won't like fess up to anything.
1: You're absolutely right. He no responsibility everything. for anything. Right. Yeah. At all. Yep. Until like you know, all of a sudden at the end, he's like this really good guy, and all of this—I mean, he's right. not. But you know, he's going to go off to New York and like be a druggie. They're totally. never going to see him again.
0: And would you? Like, if you were Mayor Winningham's Wendy, Mayor Winningham's character, who was just pined over him the entire time, she knew he was leaving. Mm. Would you have let him bone you before he left? Absolutely. Okay.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Because I feel like. What a great, I mean, like.
0: Well, that just told me that, like, she wasn't really in love with him. She just wanted some of that dick.
1: I think she was in love with him. She was obsessed knowing that she could never have him. I think she had accepted that.
0: And then when she had him, she was okay with letting him
1: go. Yeah, well, not even okay, but it was just like she had accepted, this is not someone who will ever be the person that I want them to be, where they come home every night and they're faithful and we have kids and a family and all that. That's not going to happen with this person, Mm -hmm. but I love him anyway. This is really difficult. And you know what? Let's have a moment. That's totally, I would totally do something like that. All right. I would regret it for the rest of my life, <laughs> but I would do it. Okay. So I think that's where she was. Okay. So, well, let's, so also with Billy, I feel like there's a bit of a sex addiction. Yeah. A little more than like being young and horny. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is a bit of addiction or maybe just it was burying, you know, his like as a distraction of his own shit
0: i feel like that was feeling like a failure and all of that stuff like he associated love with sex and he felt unlovable and so he needed that connection though so he used sex as that connection maybe
1: i could maybe see that that's a good point i could see that what about um we've got well let's look into mayor winningham wendy
0: Okay, oh, I don't check know. your
1: self esteem and your self worth.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a matter of self worth, self esteem. Like I can associate, I've associated myself back then.
1: Mm-hmm. I could see
0: a lot of myself in her and in Leslie.
1: Yes. Okay. okay. Because
0: I was just kind of there, just happy to be there, and I just wanted to connect with someone. I didn't really care who it was.
1: Right. Yeah, and out of the three girls, Jules was definitely one—the th- one that who took the attention.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so I could see they were just kind of—they were th- the least amount of drama. Definitely, Mayor mm-hmm. Winningham. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with her obsession with Billy, like no drama. Right. And then Leslie, she, Leslie and Alec would just kind of put on the appearance of the perfect couple, mm-hmm. when not at all being the perfect right. couple. I think so Merriam's
0: is, issue was like self-esteem, but I think yes. Leslie's issue was no, she didn't have an identity without Alec.
1: Yes, I totally agree. Totally agree. What about Kevin, Andrew McCarthy? I feel like his is kind of the same with the self-esteem. Yeah,
0: like, it's just a self-esteem he thing. He never
1: said anything. He just watched from afar, Hmm. you know, knew that, that uh, Alec was cheating Mm-hmm. Still never took that opportunity to say anything. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, was too scared or because he didn't until they were drunk, right? hmm That's what I think with that one. Yeah. Kirby, he's going to kill someone one day.
0: <laughs> he is. He's, I think he's got borderline personality disorder.
1: Yes. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. He is going to murder someone one day. <laughs> yep. He just will. There's no yep. doubt. Okay. And then Alec.
0: He's a narcissist.
1: Total narcissist. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. These, all these people, this is a toxic group of people to hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you one thing I hated? Please. <laughs> they did that so many times in the movie. Uh
0: huh. When someone be I like, read... you're
1: such a prick. Oh, <laughs> stop it.
0: <laughs> I read there was that. What was that thing that they did? Yeah. whatever. They yes. did that and it wasn't in the script, but they did it because when they would be out in public and people would see them because they were stars and they would whisper. And so, but all they could hear was, bah, 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 and then the, the people would laugh. And so they were mocking the people who were pointing at them,
1: oh. talking about them and pointing
0: at them. So they put that into the movie.
1: Interesting. Okay. I like that. Makes me yeah. like it a little bit more, but I still, nope, I didn't like it. Never mind. <laughs> it was really annoying.
0: Did you know that Joel Schumacher had to fight to cast Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Emilio Estevez, Andrew McCarthy, and Annie
1: McDowell? I read that because, like, Rob Lowe was already huge.
0: Yep. Apparently he was 19 idol. years old. Yeah. What the hell? And I don't even remember what he... I think he'd been in the movie Class with Andrew McCarthy before that. Okay. But Ali Sheedy had been in war games, and so they liked her from that. And then Ooh, we were I winning love him,
1: war games.
0: had been in a lot of television stuff, and they liked her. But you know what else is funny is huh. that Ali Sheedy, Emilio Estevez, and Judd Nelson had filmed Breakfast Club. Like they finished filming six months before they filmed this. Like Breakfast Club was oh, released wow. in February of eighty-five, and then this was released in June of eighty-five. So they went from playing 16-year-olds to 20-somethings <laughs> in the same year. And it was when Joel Schumacher was nuts. looking for people for the movie, John Hughes recommended the three of them because he had just worked with them with, for Breakfast Club.
1: Oh. It was really weird and trippy seeing Jed Nelson and Ali Sheedy kissing. It was. I did not enjoy that. No. I don't want to see that.
0: And it's weird to think these movies came out the same year. Like within six months, like five really months of each weird. other, four months of each other. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. So you had Emilio Estevez, Ali Sheedy, and Judd Nelson back in a movie together. And then we get mm-hmm. our newbies. hmm Oh, I love it. Okay. So I have some trivia for you.
0: Okay. Well, oh, this is like the real trivia. Like the real need you get trivia. the buzzer? Okay.
1: You need to get the buzzer. Now I picked trivia all from 1985.
0: Okay. Well, look at you. See, I just pick a card. I'm like, oh, this will (laughs) do.
1: I know. This one, like, there are cards that I picked where I'm just like, no. These, you all, you have a chance for all of them.
0: (laughs) You say that.
1: One of them, I I would be surprised if you get. I know. But the other ones, if you think about it, you can do this, Odell. You can do this. All right. You ready? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) What comic strip made its debut in 1985? Dilbert. Oh
0: no. Um Heathcliff.
1: No. Garfield. No. Okay. Aren't he isn't it Heathcliff and Garfield? Aren't they in the same comic? No. Oh, okay. No, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh. That was the one I would have been surprised if you got. The other four you could totally get.
0: Just <laughs> you say that.
1: Put on put on your thinking cap. Alright. What road? And the U.S. highway system was shut forever in
0: 1985. Route 66. Yes! <laughs> Good job!
1: I was going to put it in my trivia, like at the top events that happened, and I was like, no, I'm going to put it down here. I mean, honestly, what other highway system that's famous right, could you like, think of besides I-10, which is here? Right. Okay, ready? hmm Who became the leader of the Soviet Union in 1985?
0: Mikhail Gorbachev.
1: Thank you. Okay. okay. I was going to be really upset if you didn't get that one. because
0: I think be you've nice. already asked me that one if I'm not mistaken, but
1: well, pretty, I got it wrong last time.
0: <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> so I learned something. You're like Stalin?
1: <laughs> Lenin? I don't know. What game device launched and changed every American kid's life in
0: 1985? The Nintendo. Yes. I, I'm not even going to use the... No,
1: do not. <laughs> and the last one. Okay. So you've gotten three so far. I
0: have. I know. You're still ahead of me. Good but work. That's okay.
1: Last one. Okay. What movie received the dubious honor of 11 nominations, no wins? In
0: 1985?
1: Yes. It
0: wasn't Amadeus because Amadeus no, won something. it's not. I don't know.
1: The color purple.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that was 85.
1: Yes. 11 nominations. Zero wins.
0: Yeah, that's a travesty. I hope the new one looks really good.
1: Yeah, we'll see about I'm oh God, I love that movie so much. And I love the musical on stage. I'm worried about it like doing the crossover.
0: Hmm. I don't know. All right. So now it's time to spin the wheel. Yes. This time we are, Erin has chosen 15 of her favorite movies yes. when she's growing up. <sighs> I'm going to shuffle them. And we're going to spin.
1: Are we only, like, we're only shuffling once.
0: Yep, just once. Okay. We go with the first one because these are all ones that we want to watch anyway. Yeah. Oh, Clueless.
1: Yay! Oh, my God. I watched that not too long ago. It still stands up.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen it in years, but I loved it. I saw it in the theater when it came out. Loved it. Oh,
1: yeah. God, I wanted all of her outfits. (laughs) I died for them.
0: Okay, so next week. Is one from my list? Where the boys are, nineteen eighty four. That I have not seen probably since I was in high school.
1: Is this so, the one with Bette Midler?
0: No, no. that's for the, for the boys.
1: For the boys.
0: No, this is one with Lisa Hartman Black and Paulette from Grease Two. What's her name?
1: I'm gonna hate this, aren't I?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's. This is the quintessential '80s movie. Like you have the '80s montage. You have them okay. the party with. Crashing the party at the rich people's house, like it's all of the '80s tropes. Okay. Cheesy. When was it released? Do you
1: know? 1984. 84. Okay.
0: All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's not a great movie, but I want to see. It's it's one of those that
1: has it withstood the test of time. Oh
0: no, it has not. It didn't. It was like (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you, just trying to make it good (laughs) that I can remember of it. It will. It's not a great movie, but it's it's 80s cheese which i love as i love me some 80s cheese okay so all right so next week where the boys are week after that is clueless until then have a great day bye thanks so much for listening please be sure to tell all of your friends about us especially any fellow gen xers
1: and don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app And be sure you're set to auto-download so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. Don't forget to visit
0: backwherewebelong.com to gain access to our ultimate playlists, pick up some merch, and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes. Thanks again.
1: We'll see you next week.